What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hi, friends. This is Angelisa Chandler. I am a biblical counselor and the care ministry associate here at New Vision Baptist Church. I'm excited to be on the podcast with you today. Um, We have been reading through the book of Acts, so I hope you guys are really enjoying this as we are um, right in the middle of this great story of the church. Um, So as we heard yesterday, Marilyn did a great job um, finishing up Acts chapter 16, and today we find ourselves in chapter 17. Now, we won't go through the entire um, chapter of 17, but we will focus on kind of the end of that chapter, starting in verse 16 through 34. Uh, But I do want to tell you a little bit about what happens before that. If you want to go back and read that, um, that would be super um, just amazing. But in chapter 17, so what we just saw with uh, Marilyn yesterday was Paul and Silas um, doing their great work. Timothy joined them. They are preaching the gospel and sharing Jesus with um, a lot of people who needed to know the gospel. Uh, But as you know, we've been walking through some of these adversaries that aren't really liking this message of the gospel and don't really like um, how the church is growing. And so actually, yesterday we saw Paul and Silas in prison and and how God just did a miracle there um, with them in the prison. So then we find ourselves in chapter 17 where this little prison visit did not stop them from sharing the gospel. I love that. So they just kept going forward and they knew where God had called them and they didn't fear and they just kept going. So they went to different places Um, in chapter 17. They went to Thessalonica. They went to um, Berea, and so now we find ourselves in Athens. So as they're going to these different places sharing the gospel, many people are being saved, and again, the church is just growing. Well, today um, we are going to start in Acts chapter 17, verses 16 through 34. I will read the chapter in its entirety, and then we'll kind of walk through it and see what we can um, gleam and learn today. I will be reading from the NIV starting in verse 16. While Paul was waiting for them in Athens, he was greatly distressed to see that the city was full of idols. So he reasoned in the synagogue with the Jews and the God-fearing Greeks, as well as in the marketplace day by day with those who happened to be there. A group of Epicurean and Stoic philosophers began to dispute with him. Some of them asked, what is this babbler trying to say? Others remarked, he seemed to be advocating foreign gods. They said this because Paul was preaching the good news about Jesus and the resurrection. Then they took him and brought him to a meeting of the Areopagus, where they said to him, May we know what the new teaching is that you're presenting? You are bringing some strange ideas to our ears, and we want to know what they mean. All of the Athanasians and their foreigners who lived there spent their time doing nothing but talking about and listening to the latest ideas. Paul then stood up in the meeting of the Areopagus and said, Men of Athens, I see that in every way you are very religious. For as I walked around and looked carefully at your objects of worship, I even found an altar with this inscription, to an unknown God. Now what you worship is something unknown. I am going to proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by hands. 
and he is not served by human hands, as if he needed anything, because he himself gives all men life and breath and everything else. From one man he made every nation of men, that they should inhabit the whole earth, and he determined the time set for them and the exact places where they should live. God did this so that men would seek him and perhaps reach out to him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. As some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. Therefore, since we are God's offspring, we should not think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image made by man's design and skill. In the past, God overlooked such ignorance. But now he commands all people everywhere to repent. For he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he had appointed. He had given proof to this to all men by raising him from the dead. When they heard about the resurrection of the dead, some of them sneered, but others said, we want to hear you again on the subject. At that, Paul left the council. A few men became followers of Paul and believed. Among them was Dionysius, a member of the Areopagus, also a woman named Demarius, and a number of others. So this is just a great passage of really seeing how Paul shares the gospel. Um, I really love this because actually you can watch Paul love these people well. So as we begin, so we just told you that we didn't kind of read through when he was in um, Berea. So what happened was, of course, we know that he just got out of prison. um, And as they were preaching in Berea, you know, of course, the Bereans, a lot of them did believe um, and did understand the gospel. So they were being saved. So of course, these people who put him in prison the first time were following him. So it actually pushed Paul to leave a little bit early from Berea and left um, Timothy and Silas there to take care of those new Christians. So as we begin in verse 16, where we started in Athens, Paul is there waiting for them. So he really was waiting for them, not really wanting to move forward until they got there. But it says that when Paul saw that the city was given over to idols, he was compelled immediately to preach the gospel. Man, God sometimes just put that on our hearts, right? Like, I don't know if you've ever been somewhere and God just puts it on your heart to go talk to someone or pray with someone or, or hey, you should go ask that person if they need help. God sends the Holy Spirit to impress on us when he wants us to do something. And that's literally what happened to Paul while he was waiting in Athens um, for his friends. So actually he, he just immediately obeyed. So he said, okay, like I, I, he felt burdened about it. So he went to go preach this gospel. Um, so when he started, he just started telling them, um, about Jesus. And when he did, he realized he had a tough crowd. And so it talks about the people that were surrounding him. So there were these people called Epicureans. Sorry, I'm probably getting these pronunciations a little wrong, but these people were pleasure seekers. So what they believed in is they believed that they should pursue pleasure as their main purpose of life, kind of striving for this peaceful life. They just wanted to be free from pain and suffering. So they just kind of followed the idea of this kind of lust of the flesh attitude. But then there were these other group of people there um, called the Sodic philosophers. And they believed they were as good as God because they believed that everything was God and everything in us was God and everything was God. I know that sounds really weird, but basically it was this prideful living that they um, really took hold of that, that they were almost like God. So they just had this pride of life attitude. So as Paul was preaching, 
he noticed this was a really, really tough crowd and they were different than other crowds in the past. They were very skeptical. They talked to each other and were asking him uh, or asking each other, you know, what he was blabbing about. Um, So Paul really realized immediately that he needed to kind of meet them where they were at. So that's what he did. He was very observant, right? So he finally speaks up in this council that they brought him to. Um, and he notices the idols that were that were there that actually one of the specific ones that stood out to him was an idol um, that was blank and it actually had an inscription that said to an unknown God because they were just literally open to anything. Um, so Paul took this curiosity and really focused in on their religious behaviors and he explained to them that he understood uh, that their focus was religion. So he took note and met them there and he started to speak to them in language that they, they could better understand. So first, what did he do? He realized they, they didn't really know who God was. This inscription said an unknown God. So he used that to his advantage because, of course, the peoples who live here know very well what he was talking about. So he used that and said, hey, let me tell you who this God is that you do not know. And so he begins from the beginning talking about God and how he's the creator and bigger than anything man can create. And then he goes on and he, after he talks about that, he, he moves into this understanding of who we are since God is creator, right? So he starts talking about how um, God is real and that since he created everything, he even created us. And then he unites us by explaining that we are all created from him and that we are descendants from the same people. We're descendants from Abraham and Noah So this brings this kind of unity among them so they would really kind of lean in and listen. And then, of course, he he tries to meet them where they're at. And again, he's really trying to to help these people understand where he's coming from. So he even starts using quotes from poets they would understand. He uses these phrases. One of them says, For in him we live and move and have our being. And the second quote he used is, for we are also his offspring. These are from from some Greek poets um, who they would have known at that time. They were they were pretty popular, and so they understood these quotes. And he wanted them to understand that that this God that they did not know is the only God and the God, the Creator of all things. And he used these poets not because they were big philosophers or because they were um, you know men of God, but he used them as a bridge. <clears throat> we see Paul in his ministry, and what he wants to do is build bridges. He doesn't want to build fences, right? He wants to build bridges to help them cross over to, to see who God is instead of build fences and keep them out. Um, so that was just a great way that he did that. Um, but then lastly, <clears throat> we see Paul talking about Jesus. So then last, he, he doesn't start off there, right? He realizes they need a lot more, but he starts talking about Jesus and he starts talking about who he was and, and definitely speaks about his resurrection and calls them to their responsibility since they know who God is and know that we are made from God and we are the descendants of God, that now we have a responsibility to this calling. So then he gives them the gospel story of the resurrection um, And that's just a great way to share the gospel. So here's a couple takeaways I do want to give you before we end today. Um, First, I just want to encourage you guys, as we saw just how Paul went to an unknown place with unknown people and people that were different than him, well, his message did not change, 
right? Even though the, the place changed, the people changed, the message did not change. So I encourage you guys that when you go and you feel this, this urge to talk to people where God is calling you, don't be afraid and know that the gospel doesn't change. We don't, we don't have to know everything. We just need to know the gospel, right? Because that story does not change. Um, so that's the first takeaway. Second, I want you to remember how God um, spoke to them. He met them where they were at. He was very observant. So I hope that when you guys um, are talking to the people around you, you can meet them where they're at. Parents, what does this look like with your children? You may have children that are so not like you, that they're very different into things that you don't even understand or know about. Well, I encourage you to be observant, to find out, to be curious, talk to them, get to know them, see what they like, what they dislike. Um, Try to meet them where they're at and, and use examples from things they understand. Maybe you have coworkers, coworkers that are so different than you, but if you're observant and just... See what they read, see what they listen to, even maybe uh, what kind of bumper stickers they have on their car. Um, Just really be observant to kind of see their world and see where you can meet them and and see what, how we can start that gospel conversation. But then lastly, I want you to understand that when we do share the gospel, sometimes we can't just start off right at at the, the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus, right? We really can't understand the gospel until we understand the gospel or the doctrine of God. So Paul starts at the beginning where God is creator and teaches them who God is, teaches them who they are, and then he brings them to the responsibility when he tells them about Jesus. So I hope that that kind of helps you as you guys are, are walking through this uh, life we're called to, to go and make disciples of men, that we can do this well. And God gives us um, these understanding and these stories of, of Paul and, and how he shared the gospel with, with others that were, were pretty difficult. Um, and as you can see at the very end, I'll end with this, is we are definitely not responsible for the responses of after we share the gospel. We see at the end of after he shared this gospel story with them that there were very different um, ways or reactions to this gospel story. We see some actually rejected it, some were just more curious, and some actually surrendered. But here's the point. God does the work, right? We are just called to be messengers and to definitely share, but God does the rest. So I pray that you guys can, that can encourage you to not be afraid because it's not dependent on how good we do or what we say or, or did I say everything right or, you know, maybe I should have said more because God does the work. So we just want to thank him ahead of time. Allow the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you as you do this great work of sharing the gospel. I hope this encourages you today, brothers and sisters, and we'll see you on the next podcast. Thanks. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.